0: We got to obey without doubt. You know, we, we sometimes we obey God, but when then in the back of our mind, we're still thinking, are you sure, God? <laughs> you know, so we got to obey without doubt. Yeah. So now let's go to Moses here. Let's talk about Moses in Exodus chapter 3, uh, verses 2 through 9 first. So Exodus chapter 3, and it's verses two through nine here. So, so here Moses encounters God. He, he actually encounters God. And this is really amazing to me. God has really brought me to this part of the Bible and and to really guide me into searching out uh, and studying all these people in the Bible that really encountered God in a mighty way. It wasn't just like their life was changed. They heard the audible voice of God and they saw the glory of God. Amen. And so Moses, if you remember, Moses was had run off from Egypt. He had murdered an Egyptian, and now he's in Media, and he's there, you know, tending sheep. He is—he has forsaken everything he knew, and he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna be in my own little world, and everybody leave me alone. I'm just gonna tend sheep, and I'm okay right here. God, leave me alone." You know, he was—he's hoping that he gets left alone, but God had other plans for him. And a lot of times, that's who we are. We're like, "God, leave me alone. I just want to stay in my own little bubble." Don't. Send me somewhere crazy. Don't make me do something crazy. You know, because we start rationalizing again in our mind. We rationalize our faith, but in, in, the truth is, if we really have faith, we won't. It won't care what God says to say. It doesn't matter what God tells us to do because we're going to do it. Amen. Because we're faithful to Him that way. And so, so here's Moses. Now, let me go to verse, uh, verse 14 here, chapter three. It says, uh, and God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am have sent me unto you. Because Moses said, Who am I going to say send, sends me? Because they're not going to believe anything I say. I'm the one that was actually oppressing them. How can I be the one to tell them that God is, is going to rescue them? And how many times do we also do that to ourselves? We say, God, who am I to go tell so-and-so about God when I myself fall many times or, or they've seen my past or they know my past? How am I going to go before them? But if God says go before them, we gotta go. Otherwise, how are they gonna see the change in you? And they're gonna question, they're gonna go, well, how what about all these years that you were this person? All the things you did, I know who you were. And you can say, Yes, you knew who I was, but I'm not that person. Because my God has said, you know, that's where we can really talk about how Jesus has changed your life. That's an open conversation. We shouldn't we should run away from that conversation. We should run to that conversation with people. We, we should seek that question from people. You know, we should seek moments where people say, well, what makes you so different? And we can say, my Jesus. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you why I'm different today. Let me tell you why I can move on from, from all my guilt. I don't live in guilt anymore. Amen? And when they hear those words, they're going to be like, well, how do you do that? Well, let me show you. Amen? That's that's the conversation we want to have with somebody. And so here Moses is talking and saying, who am I to come before these people? Who am I to go before Pharaoh? He says, I am that I am sent you. Tell them that. And and in the, the next following verses, we see how he gives them favor. Look at verse 19. And I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. So he's already telling them, this is going to be a fight, Moses. I'm already telling you there's going to be a fight but I am going to make a way. Amen? So we we shouldn't fear when God sends us because he's going to make a way. Verse 20, And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof, and after that he will let you go. So he said, hey, it's going to be a fight, but guess what? I'm in control of this. It will come to pass because I have the power to do that. You just have to trust me. Now, now look at verse, uh, verse uh, I'm sorry, chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. Let's skip ahead here a little bit and talk about the miracles that he performs onto Moses to show Moses, to give Moses more confidence. You know, he, he asked Moses, he said, he said, hey, look at the, pick up the rod in your hand. And laid down and it turns into a serpent right this is verses one through nine in chapter four and then he tells him put your hand in your in your cloak and take it out he took it out his hand was all leprous and, and disease. he said okay now put it back and take it out and then it came back to normal he was showing moses that he was the god of his fathers the god of jacob the god of abraham and he said i i have the power to do these things you don't have to fear anybody you don't even have to fear pharaoh and think about who pharaoh was Pharaoh is the mighty king, amen, of the whole land. So, in our rational mind, we're thinking, who am I to go against the king? Who am I to go before the parliament? Or who am I to go before Congress? You know, but if God leads you to do that, guess what? He's gonna make a way. And he's gonna perform wonders that makes a way. We don't have to fight. God fights our battle. Amen? God fights the battle for us. Glory to God. So so here here's the the part I want to talk about Moses next is how he tries to rationalize this in his own mind, okay? He he argues I always get a kick out of this cuz Moses argues with God and God puts him in his place and that speaks to us because we do that. We go, God, are you sure? And and we're, you know, what are we saying when we say that? Think about that. What are we saying when we say, God, are you sure? Cuz <laughs> cuz God is always sure. Everything God says is sure, it's perfect. We just have to follow in his will and fight that thought. That's what the Bible takes, says to, to take every thought captive. Amen? You guys know that verse I'm talking about? It says take, get, make every thought captive un, and surrendering it unto, unto the Spirit of God, unto Jesus Christ. That's why it says that because our mind is going to rebel against what God says automatically because we're going gonna to try to rationalize it. When God says don't try to rationalize it, your faith isn't rational. The fact that I sent Jesus Christ to die for you is irrational. The fact, the fact that I gave you a free gift of grace, that's not rational. My love for you is irrational. It's above any kind of love you will ever understand. So when I say go, you go. When I say speak for me, speak for me. When I say do the things that I want you to do, do them because even though they're irrational to you, even though people might hear them be irrational, I'm going to make a way and it's going to it's going to prosper because of your faith in me. Amen. Glory to God. So let's look at verses 10 through 17 now, chapter 4. It says, And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither uh, heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. So here's Moses saying, "Um, I'm not adequate enough, God. I'm not eloquent. But, you know, God doesn't want to hear that. He knows who we are. Don't you know God already knew that? God already knew Moses. Inside. God knows us inside and out. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our, our, our downfall. He knows our, our temptations. He knows everything about us. So when he says, go do this, we don't have to say to him, or we don't need to say, well, I, I, did you forget who you're talking to? He didn't forget anything. He knows who he's talking to, but he's going to use you in a mighty way because people are going to see his miracle through you because of our humanity and because of our inadequacy, because of our rationalizing things. He's going in contrary to that so that people can see the miracle, so people can see the work of God in you, through you. So look at verse 11. And the Lord said unto him, Who made man's mouth? <laughs> he said, Are you kidding me? Who made your mouth, Moses? Uh, 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 who maketh the dumb or deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? So... He was, he was basically just saying, I'm in control here. I know who you are. I know every inch of you. I know inside and out. I formed you in your mother's womb. Before the foundations of the earth, I knew who you were going to be. I knew your name. I knew what you were going to be and do in your life. I knew everything about you before you, you were even in existence. Amen? Isn't that amazing how God knows us? That's also humbling, but it's also awesome because, because He knows us we can move in faith with Him in spite of our inadequacy. Amen? In spite of who we are, God will still perform miracles through us. We just have have faith and obedience. Amen? Just faith and obedience is all He asks of us. Glory to God. Well, that concludes this episode of The Encounter. Thank you for taking time to meditate on the Word today. God bless you, and may the Spirit of God guide and lead you always.